0: All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, Mark Spector set to join us from uh, Rogers Sportsnet on a little segment we will have every day at 8 o'clock called On the Mark. And, well, I mean, when you come up with a name like that, how can you lose? Uh, Just to update that uh, FIBA World Cup basketball game that uh, the Duke did during his break. It's now 92-76, Canada over Slovenia. Man, this team is really, really uh, cooking. We are going to reschedule Ron Chizowski for tomorrow at 7.40. A little, mm, well, just a kind of a miscommunication on the hookup from uh, Munich, Germany. So we will uh, hook up with uh, Ron Chazowski tomorrow. All right, let's bring in uh, Sportsnet's uh, Mark Spector on the mark. Good morning, Speck. How's she going this morning?
1: Doing great, Kevin. Just have an eye on this uh, basketball game today. It's uh, it's a classic example of a team versus, uh, you know, a superstar in Doncic and, yeah. and the rest of his guys. But you can see, right, everything Slovenia does goes through him. And when Canada gets small, it's moving all over the place, and you're not quite sure uh, which guy you're going to guard, right?
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to have um, uh, Arash Madani on at about 10 40 He's uh, over there covering it. So, are um, great. It, it'll be interesting to get his take. I, I just think, what about the atmosphere? How, how do you think the atmosphere is, you know, when they've been playing these games, you know, they've been in other countries as well. But how, when you're watching them, do you do you kind of get that atmosphere or what?
1: Oh, yeah, she's a full, I mean, it, it appears to be a full house. It's not, You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to have a history on it because I don't remember certainly when, you know, 20 years ago, this stuff wasn't even on TV, mm-hmm. right? First of all, Canada wasn't a factor in it, and you couldn't even watch it if you wanted to. And I, I just have this recollection of international basketball being played in old, <laughs> uh, you know, goofy-looking European Arenas that were built for some Olympics 50 years ago, (laughs) but that is not the case here. This this looks like a big, beautiful, you know, new arena. It's got all the same ring of advertising that our hockey rinks have. It's 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 you know, it's kind of stepped into the future here. So the place is full. Games are good. Uh, You know, for this would be. I don't know, is it an upset when Canada beats Slovenia? It's an upset when Canada beats Doncic, but is is it as big an upset on the world stage when Canada beats Slovenia? I think it is. I'm I don't not sure how he, much you won because I'm not that educated in international basketball. I'll admit to you. I,
0: I wouldn't say it would be as big of an upset. I, I think it would be a, a couple of level teams here, but I think maybe the the, the game over Spain, although you know some players were out, etc., like that. But uh, I think uh, this one's probably more of a level playing field. Even though, if you want to consider Doncic, one of the best players going. So, uh, yeah, but well, he is. Yeah, you know, and do you? I mean, I, I, I again, when you mentioned the, the the places where they were playing, it was almost like you were watching. Uh, You know, an old episode or rerun of Hoosiers in the old gyms. You know, give me a break where they were playing. But it's been taken to another level. And I, I think it's exciting to see a sport like this, you know, rise and compete on the national level with the other great sports that we have in our country.
1: Oh, dude, you know, like Europe. Did you see the videos of Real Madrid Stadium?
0: I don't know if I have
1: the new stadium that they built where the field full, like it sections off into like six parts lengthwise and falls down into the floor of the stadium to, oh. for storage so they can. And while it's down there underneath, it's getting light and water. And I mean, that thing is that we don't have a stadium like that here in, in North America. I'll tell you that. So They're catching up over there, right? I think, you know, the the difference between European sport and Canadian or North American sport, first of all, starts with ticket prices, right? They don't charge you $300 to see uh, a hockey game in Sweden, Uh, But they also have smaller, older venues. They're going to start building rinks like we have and stadiums like we have over here. Guess what's going to happen to ticket prices over there, right? They're Mm -hmm. going to go right straight up north the way they have here.
0: Before we get to a little hockey, I wanted to touch on baseball with you because I know you're a huge baseball guy. Yeah. Uh, What were you, a pitcher for the St. Albert Cardinals?
1: Oh, I pitched a long time in the city. I was actually... uh, uh, yeah, I played the Sunburst League for a long time. I was a pretty good ball player. They called me home run spec, but the <laughs> yeah, problem, Whatever. Yeah. The problem was they called me home run spec, but the problem was I was a pitcher, Kevin. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you you got your neck was sore from turning and just in not that whiplash yeah. when the ball was going over <laughs> <under> the wall. <laughs> uh, That's it. But it was fun playing. You know, I mean I don't you know you don't play anymore, obviously maybe slow pitch.
1: Yeah, don't play any more ball. My arms had enough baseball for 10 men, my friend. So uh, I've played a lot of ball in my life. I grew up playing the game. Uh, I was a baseball guy. I played even, I played Sunburst League. I started back again when I was about 40 in a, in a senior men's league, played another seven or eight years. Uh, and eventually the old wing just said, all right, spec cuts. We've had about enough of this. So um, listen, it's a great way to grow up. When we were kids, Kev, there wasn't. Rugby, right? There wasn't, I didn't have a chance to play lacrosse in the summer. We barely had soccer started up. So you played hockey in the winter, you played baseball in the summer, and if you didn't like it, well, you, that's your problem because that's pretty much all there was when I was growing up in the West End.
0: Texter <laughs> wants to know Did Mark Spector wear his hockey helmet as
1: a batting helmet? Did not. I remember (laughs) buying that old spaulding in Meadowlark Mall, and the reason you bought it, and it still fits me today, was you could fit a toque underneath it, right? Like, we didn't wear cages back then. There was no cage that came with it. And you bought them big so you could wear a toque underneath because every game was outdoors, pal.
0: Well, yeah, every time you wear that, it... uh Media hockey, or I know we've done a few fundraising hockey events, whether it be for Quick Card Minor Hockey Week. Uh, It's kind of a, well, it's a spectacle. Everyone looks at it and goes, man, that is something.
1: Yeah, it's actually good because they think that you're like the kid from the short bus, right? Yes, they do. They they treat you like, oh, we better not go near him. So I always get lots of time with a puck when I'm wearing that thing because everyone's afraid to knock me over.
0: Well, and then you had the, I think, I don't know, one time you had the mask, like the cage on there. It sort of looked like a quasi Hannibal Lecter mask thing going, I don't know.
1: Ah, uh, good times, my friend. Good times.
0: Yeah. So, which leads me—I I, I was watching. I was telling the Duke here about the Blue Jays game last night in Oakland. Did you? Were you able to catch a couple innings because it was on a little yeah. bit later? What do you I think? I mean, walk, yeah, just crazy. The
1: well, there. You know what? Like, I think I see the Blue Jays as that team that I, I don't. Not sure if I'd put a nickel on them in the playoffs. But they're a team that's good enough to be fighting to make the playoffs, and that's really when you look at you know, baseball. As we all know, there's probably 15 teams out there whose fan bases are looking at their club and like their season's over. They're not making the playoffs, so we're getting a playoff run out of this team, which I like. They're back in a wild card position. It gives you a reason to turn the game on every night, and you know, like maybe a little bit of lightning in a bottle. If if mm-hmm. if Bichette can get healthy and come back and and be somewhere near the level he can, you know, give you. Uh, and And the big linchpin here is Vladdy, you know. Guerrero Jr. needs to be your best guy. Like, he's your big dog. And they've won a lot of games this year and lost a few when he wasn't anywhere near a big dog. So if they get everything flowing here, if Romano can come back and be the closer that we've seen him be at times, you know, could they squeak off a wild-card win and get into a second-round series? I don't know. I can't say they they couldn't. But there's a lot of ifs in there for my money uh, for the Blue Jays to advance, for sure.
0: And Guerrero just seems... Out of sync, uh, swinging too many first pitches, another, you know, GIDP yesterday. He yep. doesn't even look remotely close to where he was a couple of years ago. He's he's the key because I, I was saying yesterday because uh, I'm in a rotisserie league with all the, these guys uh, in Saskatoon that even a guy like that, Ken Waldachuk, who actually threw pretty well for Oakland last night, he's not even scared of vladimir guerrero no pitchers are scared of him anymore so
1: you know they talk about how like the stats are out there last night kev how yeah he's hit into a lot of, of i mean he's hit into maybe the most double plays of any guy his age you know in baseball history are right up there but they say so did henry aaron and so did barry bonds and so did a lot of great home run hitters and that's great but let's start seeing the home runs to go with those double play balls then right you know, he had at least one single last night, maybe a couple. Uh, but that's like Conor McDavid getting an assist, and we say, okay, well, he had a great game because he had an assist. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. If Conor is going to get assists, he better have three of them to be a great player. And generally speaking, he salts in a goal or two. So they don't pay Guerrero to hit singles, let's face it, right? I'm not saying every hit's a home run. I get it. I know the game. They don't all go out of the park. But he needs if he's going to hit into double plays like this, if he's going to swing at the the. Remember, his dad swung at a mess <laughs> of bad pitches. That was his gig. He swung at everything. Yeah. But he also hit more than his share out of the yard. So Guerrero Jr. has fallen short on the power end of this thing. And if this team, you know, they, hey, it's the oldest thing in sports. Kev. your best player's got to be your best player in baseball. Your top home run guys got to hit those home runs and not just at the All Star game.
0: Well, I mean, he was one for four last night. Uh, he's got 21 home runs on the year, 82 runs batted in. He's batting 268. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that just doesn't cut it uh, nope. in that sense. So it nope, uh, doesn't. And there's a lot of guys, there's some guys out there that have equivalent stats that don't even get mentioned. They think, uh, mentioned in the same phrase as Guerrero, like it's, a, home it's like, like Paredes out of Tampa.
1: Yeah, he's on pace for a 25 home run year. That's not a superstar. That's not a, a big league cleanup hitter. That's not the They're not paying Guerrero Junior to hit 25 bombs a year, pal. Right? It's supposed to start with a four with this guy, and uh, he hadn't been there all season long. Uh, to be to be honest, give the Blue Jays some credit. They're in a playoff spot. They've had a bunch of injuries here, and they're, you know, maybe their best guy has not been anywhere close to their best guy. That actually bodes well for a team. What if they got all those up? What if Bichette was good? What if, uh, or sorry, healthy? Mm-hmm. What if Guerrero puts it together? What if they get some? You know, what if Romano stays healthy? Maybe they're a better team than we think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, zip over to hockey for a couple of minutes. Beck, uh, the Oilers had their captain skates starting uh, yesterday. I, have you ever recalled this early, this attendance, like being 100% uh, in this scenario so fast and so early in the season?
1: Yeah, no. And, and you know, I just listened to Brett Kissel and uh, he tells us that's about the fifth guy or voice I've heard tell this story about Connor McDavid and his focus. And I spoke to Connor a couple of weeks ago here. And uh, he deflected, as he does, he said, this wasn't just one guy telling everyone to come in on September 5th. Yeah. Uh, but he also said, look, you know, we don't, like, Captain Skates used to, I didn't call them Captain Skates, guys used to come to town and they were still getting in shape. Those days are over. Every one of these guys is in shape. They've had a good summer. They've worked hard. They, so McDavid's thing he said to me was, we got to get more out of these skates. We've got to be more organized, and let's get – if we're going to do this for two weeks, let's get something out of it. So, you know, one thing about the Oilers, when number 97 sends out the group text and says September 5th, boys, uh, you'll notice uh, the art that I saw on the Oilers' Twitter feed yesterday, all the important players were on the ice yesterday, and probably everybody. I'm not sure anyone was missing. I wasn't allowed in, so I didn't go. But Connor McDavid has – a focus this year that by all accounts is even greater than the focus we've seen before. And it starts with, okay, guys, we're all here Tuesday. Not some of us, all of us. And they started skating yesterday and, you know, she's a long year, Kev. But if you don't start it the right way, uh, maybe it doesn't end the right way. Who knows?
0: One last one for you, Spec, just on um, the uh – Oilers. Uh, well, it's actually an NHL uh, announcement uh, this afternoon. However, Connor McDavid will be there. It's about the Heritage Classic coming up uh, with the Flames on October 29th. The uh, NHL with uh, Connor McDavid will hold a, a media conference today at 3:30 at Commonwealth Stadium. Um, what do you make of that? And, and really, uh, I mean, Steve Mayer is going to be there. He's uh, basically the uh, he's the content guy for for the NHL. He's the head of it. So, what do you make of what's going to yep. be said today?
1: Well, I think, uh, so, for the people listening out there who are thinking about going to this game, uh, there will probably be a rush on tickets uh, starting tomorrow because a whole bunch of publicity is going to happen. Uh, I'm told that they've, there's, pl- there's uh, how would I say, there's tickets in all uh, different price ranges left, but what this press conference is about is, is stirring the pot a little bit, getting it out there, hey, remember that this game's coming in October, uh, and I would suggest that, you know, I, I can't see this game not selling out in Edmonton, Kevin. Mm-hmm. This is this is right up our alley here in Edmonton. We sold the place out November 22nd when it was 23 below. So I would suggest, that I, I don't even know the date, is it October? 29th. October 29th, 29th, yeah. So it's in October. Uh, we should have a not much, you know, it's hopefully by Edmonton standards, it's a lot warmer than that than it was back in the day. Uh, and I think they're just there today to sort of let's stir the pot on this thing. Let's remind people that if you want tickets, you better get them. Uh, we're basically, you know, we're inside two months away from that game, and I think it's going to be fun. We haven't had one of these for a long, long time. Uh, I've, I think I've always said, Kev, there's so many of these outdoor games now that they become a real local thing. I don't watch every outdoor game on TV like you used to back in the day when it was a thing. Uh, but certainly when it's in your town, in your stadium, and they do everything around that game that the NHL's awfully good at, Uh, I think it's going to be tons of fun. The Flames are coming to town, and it's a big game of Commonwealth. Uh, How can you not enjoy that?
0: Well, for sure. Uh, So, Spec, thanks for doing this. Again, uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. On the mark, he'll be with us every day, 8 o'clock on the Kevin Carey Show on Sportsnet 1440. And after watching that... uh, Oakland bullpen last night. Maybe you can bring that old puss arm for a, a little bit and maybe throw for the A's. Who knows, Spec? You could probably do a lot better than a lot of those guys that coming come on out of the pen for the A's.
1: It's a day game today, too, on Sportsnet. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, listen, go Jays. There's not many times, like, when people say the Leafs are Canada's team, all of us, we get a, a little bit of puke, I think, in our <laughs> mouths. But the Jays, they're Canada's team. The Raptors, they're Canada's team. I'm happy to cheer for.
0: Him. All right, thanks, Beck. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.
1: <laughs> All right, man.
0: That's uh, Roger Sportsnet. Mark Spector on the mark. When we come back, we will speak with Darren Ravel, sports business reporter from the Action Network. This is the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. It's uh, now a final, 100 to 89, Canada over Slovenia at the uh, FIBA World Cup today. Another strong performance by our national men's team and an 11-point victory over the Slovenia squad. So that will move Canada to a semi-final berth at the FIBA World Cup. And obviously with the win over Spain on uh, two days ago, or I guess, yeah, two days ago maybe three now the days are just kind of blending together, aren't they? Uh, Canada is a uh, qualified for the, uh, Olympics as well. So, I mean, the team continues to roll, uh, firing on all cylinders, had a bit of a hiccup against Brazil, but a big win against, uh, Slovenia today. Uh, text line still open as we await, uh, hooking up with, uh, Darren Ravel, sports business reporter for the action network. And he's going to have a lot of things, uh, to say about this, uh, Michael Jordan Jersey for sure. Uh, uh, a lot of talk about baseball. Everyone wants to talk about the Jays on the text line. Uh, Vladdy Hype is like every player to play for the Leafs. This comes from Giordo. Uh, that's why Matthews just got the most money per season after a 100-point season. So another, uh, just give it to the Leafs. Just give it to them. Uh, love the uh, baseball and Blue Jays talk with Speck. Just outstanding. That comes from uh, Mike and he says, well, you will uh, hear a lot from me. Um, again, I, I was just blown away by the amount of people that text in and, and just that are excited to have sports radio back all sports radio here on 1440 uh, we're coming to you from the uh, stingray studios in west edmonton mall it's a neat neat studio and i mean we're really uh, excited to be a part of the, the edmonton sports scene uh, so as we await uh, darren rovell at eight twenty, 20 uh, just to let you know the rest of our lineup for the day at 8.40, will be uh, the president of the Edmonton Elks, Rick Lalashur, who's come in here in the last a uh, few weeks to mop up and try to point the ship in the right direction. And so far, I think it's done. he's done a pretty good job. I was at a, an event for uh, uh, Terry Vaughn when they announced his uh, number going up to the uh, Wall of Honor for the Elks. And uh, uh, what I did see that day, they had a little announcement in the Elks alumni room. It felt like the team was getting back to where it was, if you can say that. A lot of alumni were there. Um, Chris Jones was there. G. Roy Simon was there. It felt that the team was getting back to its ways. And if that is because of Rick Lalasher, then whoever takes over from Rick here in the next, uh, you know, after this season, I would imagine, has to have that same belief, that same direction. Same thought process of where the team needs to go. So uh, 9 o'clock is our weekly co-host on Wednesdays, and that'll be David Schlemko, former NHLer, played for oh San Jose, played for both Phoenix and Arizona, Montreal. Uh, uh, as I said, San Jose, I think Calgary Flames a little bit. So we'll uh, have him uh, 9 to 11, David Schlemko, every Wednesday chris cook will join us at 10 o'clock and he's basically a motivational speaker i uh said at the top of the hour if you can check out his website if i can you'll be blown away by what he does he also uh, posts these unbelievable posts on uh, uh social media and if you ever catch those uh, and it's uh, spelt k-o-c-h and it's uh, so chris cook that's how he pronounces it and again uh Canada has just defeated Slovenia at the uh, FIBA uh, World Championship, 100-89. Uh, to 89. So we will have Arash Madani as he uh, uh, closes out his report for Roger Sportsnet, the FIBA sideline reporter. So we'll have him about 10-30, 10-40. So, uh, any luck with uh, Darren yet? So we're still hooking, trying to hook up with uh, Darren Ravel. Our text line 1-833-401-1440. You can email me at kevin at Sports. 1440.ca. Uh, texter sends it in Jade in the Hamptons. Uh, welcome back, guys. There was a hole this whole summer. Missed the Oilers talk. And that's uh, from Jade in the Hamptons and a great first show yesterday. And he is fired up for show number two as well. So um, Kyle from Millwoods. The uh, uh, the Blue Jays suck just like all Toronto teams. Let's go Mets. Oh, boy. Uh And he also sent one on a little bit earlier this morning that I can just see. I'm a Kings fan. Any chance that they push the Oilers this year? So that comes from Kyle from Millwoods. Well, I mean, we've seen the last two playoff rounds as far as the Kings go. And they pushed the Oilers in both series. They have a depth team. They have a team that uh, suits their coach. Uh, Andrzej Kopitar has uh, signed on for two more years, I believe, uh, taking – little less money to stay in LA. I think he makes 10 million this year. And then uh, the following year, he drops down to 7 million on a, on a re-sign. But, they pick up Pierre Luc Dubois, who should help a little bit on the on the forward line in the sense of adding some beef, some muscle. He can play a, a hard game. He's inconsistent at times. Um, and then they have a lot of other guys that. And I mean, look at how deep they are at center. I mean, w- and what did that do when they played the Oilers? It, it gave the Oilers a handful. They had Kopitar. They had Philippe Deneau. Those are two guys that if you line up with anyone, it's tough. It's tough to play against those guys on their blue line. The Kings. I mean they're obviously led by Drew Doughty. He's getting long in the tooth. He's 33 years old. He's he's got uh, you know some left in the tank, but he's been playing a lot of miles, a lot of minutes. Uh the Gabrikov uh, uh trade and sign uh is a, is a key one for them, so he should take a little bit of heat uh off of, um, uh, of Drew Doughty. I think the big question mark basically for them is in goal. So they have they rid they rode uh, uh Jonathan Quick for years and years and years. Traded him to uh, Columbus and now they'll be going with the uh, well, really, you know. Phoenix Copley is their guy, I would imagine, and Cam Talbot, uh, who the former Oiler who was here, basically will be pushing him. But Talbot again, getting up there at 35, 36 years old. So um, it will be a tough situation, I think, in goal for what the uh, Phoenix or for, for what Phoenix Copley can do for the LA Kings for sure. Uh, our text line once again. Congrats, Kevin, on your new show. My dial never never came off 1260 and it will not come off 1440 it is exciting times in oil country and happy you guys are back on the air go Oilers go that comes from oil freak uh, this one comes back I'm not I'm not uh, worried about the Kings they've gotten worse with Pierre-Luc Dubois well if you remember back in the uh, the draft the, the Oilers figured that Columbus would take Pierre-Luc Dubois did not Oilers took Earl we know it was happened then it's interesting that draft. If you go back and if you can, uh, an Oilers insider will tell you that at that as that draft was unfolding, the Oilers they had their guy. They they had a guy who they wanted right off the hop, and they had his name bar on the jersey. He was ready to be selected, but then when things broke down the way they did with Poliarvi not being taken by Columbus and by uh, the Oilers thinking, well, Pugliarvi is still available, we'll take him. So they switched gears, I believe, at that time. And I, from what I was told, the guy that they had on their radar and had ready to go was Mikhail Sergachev, And Montreal took him ninth or tenth, I think, overall. And he has been a stalwart defenseman for the last six plus years in the NHL and just signed uh, and, uh, with uh, an extension with uh, Tampa Bay. So he'll be making about, I think, eight and a half million a year. So um, that's how that kind of draft played out back in the Pugliari days. So uh, we're all, uh Texters, Pillman comes in. Who did Rick Lalisher replace? Yes, the martial arts guy. He replaced Victor Quee. Victor Quee was, uh, they said it was a mutual agreement, when is there ever a mutual agreement uh, that ends well? There really never is. Um, so, but Rick Lawlisher will guess with us coming up at eight forty. Any luck with Darren Ravel, Duke? Well, we thought we would have Darren Ravel, sports business reporter uh, from the Action Network. So it's an interesting story with Ravel. So he he breaks kind of stories that. Uh, I don't know. Like, they're not mainstream sports stories, I guess you could say. So, what he was, what we were hoping to talk to him about was this Michael Jordan jersey scam. So, basically, it was a, a fake foundation that sent things out to make money off of this jersey. So, uh, I believe they call it the Tony Ranza Foundation, and it boosted the sale price of close to, I think, twenty five to $30,000. So it was an, a Michael Jordan game-used jersey. Uh, fraudsters, they created this foundation in a photographer's name who is no longer with us to get it, I guess, authenticated. So this foundation isn't even real, apparently, according to Darren Rovell. He uh, posted an article a couple, well, not quite a week, about a week ago or so, So basically, the family has no concept of what was going on here. This jersey um, uh, says the foundation had nothing to do with the father who died in 2006, it says. So uh, that's 17 years later. So how this jersey fell into this scam, well, that's what we were hoping to get uh, Darren Revell to talk about it. So it was listed by uh, grey flannel auctions, represented as a game-used but without a photo match to any specific game, so whenever you're dealing with anything like this, it's just authentic- authentication. So that has to that has to be exactly where you're looking for. Uh, and now my computer just went on the fritz here, so um, I'm going to have to try to get this uh, rolling here. So, uh, Brandon, did you, did you have any luck with, to get Darren Rovell yet? No, I'm uh our behind the scenes one of our producers that book some guests for us okay. Brad is is kind of working at the same time as myself to try and get Darren yeah. on the line we're just not getting any any answer but hopefully if uh if we can't get him here maybe later in the in the show we got yeah. a couple open spots but we did have uh, some more texts run in uh, recently here uh one of them coming from Titan this response to our Mets fan that just reached out about uh that all Toronto team sucks a Titan just wanted to point out that the Jays current record is 77 and 62 the Mets are 64 and 74, uh, seven and a half games out of wild card spot is where New York currently sits, while the Jays, as of last night, are in the final wild card spot. So little bit of a, a differentiation if we're, if we're casting some shade around at, uh, at different teams. The Jays looking a little bit better after the Mets spent a ton of money yes. this last offseason. Well, and they lose their closer, Diaz, at the World Baseball Championship, and right from there it went downhill. Um, back to Darren Rovell, maybe that's why we can't get a hold of him. Uh, I think he's updated this breaking story on the Michael Jordan jersey. So he's basically just written an article that says, one of the biggest scandals in collectibles history – Took an unexpected turn late Tuesday, as the authority in photo matching, the company McGray, pulled back its authentication of a Michael Jordan game used jersey that it originally certified as used in the 1996 Eastern Conference Finals. So, uh, this is a little after that the report that I was telling you that Rovell had written on Action Sports Network. um, had the authentication state from the jersey, could have ballooned in value from its purchase price of nearly twenty seven thousand dollars in August to about one million dollars. So they're saying that's because of this game used collectible from Michael Jordan would have been the first of its kind. So I know there's so many people out there, whether they in our city that uh, you know they collect cards or they collect jerseys, they collect sports memorabilia if you've got a, an opinion on this send me a text one 401 1440 that's one 401 1440 basically the company mcgray suspended this letter of authenticity and, and this is all just coming down i'm just seeing this for the first time um It says, for what it's worth, the jersey, and this is according to Darren Ravel, the jersey has been sold several times before and and one of the time it came with uh, an authentication letter. Uh, So, and that was dated back uh, in the mid-90s, May 16, 1996. Uh, The Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls red jersey uh, was fully authenticated. So then, now the story breaks that it is not. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where where this shakes down, as far as where people are uh, are looking at the, the sense of where, you know, you, you you've gone to whatever auction, you've been in a, a golf tournament, and you buy you know whatever a Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, well, you always see that that's authenticated, and you see that, uh, so it's kind of interesting where where we see that. Uh, from Classic Davis, did you hear that Yak, what Yakupov said about Dallas Aikens in an interview recently? No, I did not see that. Classic Davis, maybe uh, find out where I could find that. I'm sure that the wasn't great, but uh, I'm assuming that that's what it was. So, um, how about this? Uh, uh, <laughs> this comes from T Bone. You are loud and clear in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, congrats on the new gig from the T Bone. Yes. Why no T-Bone, yeah. Uh, you just mentioned that. Yeah, current record, Jays 77-62, Mets 64-74. Mets are seven and a half games out of a wild card spot. This comes from the Titan. Um, where did it, What happened to the Mets? I mean, like and then they dust off a bunch of guys at the deadline. Pete Alonso's average is about, I don't know, 50 points lower than what it normally is. He got off to not a bad start, hit a lot of home runs, but... I mean, Lindor hasn't been the player that they thought they were getting when he came over from Cleveland. Um, Their outfield's a mess. Pitching stuff wasn't very good. Verlander got off to a terrible start. Scherzer inconsistent. Both dealt. There's no one left really now moving forward that you can really hook up to your train if you really want a pitching staff that you're excited about moving forward. Um, it's uh, a situation where the Mets, yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll try to hook up with Darren Rovell another time. Uh, sorry we couldn't get that to you, but I, I think it would be interesting for him to explain just exactly where we are on that Michael Jordan authenticated jersey. So when we come back after the break, we'll hook up with uh, Edmonton Elks. Interim President Rick Lalashur, who's been around a long time the Edmonton sports scene for sure. This is the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, we will uh, reschedule our headliner of the day, uh, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. Uh, you know, they're sports fans, like all of us uh, at Mr. Reuter, they only employ the finest organic, grain-fed, free-range plumbers, and that's the truth, honest. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrreuter.ca. So we will um, reschedule Darren Rovell for a later date. To one texter comes in and says, with regards to the Michael Jordan jersey, there's an old saying, buyer beware and one more that just came in before we get to rick lolisher great interview with chief of police yesterday who knew about all his hockey and inspe- who knew about all his hockey experiences and his insight into how it has helped his policing is remarkable thanks and that comes from the conroy's and that was a great interview and our thanks again to uh, chief dale McPhee for coming in all right let's bring in uh elks president interim president rick lolisher rick thanks for uh, joining us here on sports 1440
2: You're welcome. I'm glad to see you can get up in the morning now.
0: (laughs) You know, you were one of the first guys I ever met when I came to Edmonton in 1998 from Calgary. And you were just getting things rolling with the world championship in athletics, and, and we've had a good connection ever since. So, I, I think of you as a as a good friend that uh, I could always lean on for anything I needed to talk to. So, uh, thanks for doing this. And how have you how have how has the last three weeks been since you took over as interim president?
2: Well, I guess, I guess in football terms, it's like joining the team halfway through and have to learn the playbook. So. <laughs> Um, doing a lot of listening and a lot of reading. And, and uh, there's a, a real, a really good base of staff here, of a, a lot of young ones that um, up until a week ago hadn't seen a win of the team. So um, we're getting things done and we've got uh, three home games left. And uh, that's our uh, focus right now is to have as uh, many fans in the stands as we can for the last three games and make sure they're well entertained and have fun.
0: So you watched the other night and I mean it must have just pulled your heart out to see a game like that especially when you have the rematch uh, coming up. Um, what were your thoughts about how you know just pretend that you get a W instead of a loss there. How that would have helped as the progression and the momentum increases as the the week goes on here.
2: Yeah I, I think Kevin there's no question a, a win would have would have helped more, but it was a good game. It was an entertaining game, and, and we just didn't do, were able to close out the game in the fourth quarter, unfortunately. And uh, A lot of good things, and um, at Trey Ford's great to, to watch. He had 135 yards rushing, but I think he ran for about 1,000 yards <laughs> in order to get the 135
0: yeah that one in particularly I think it was a 33 yard gain and he probably did run 100 that put him over 100 for the game uh, so how are the preparations off the field going for the rematch Saturday night 5pm kickoff against Calgary in the rematch
2: good really good tickets are selling well we uh, have some cool promotions and uh, I'm sure you've heard about our our uh, two tickets to a great concert over in Paris um uh, that the Swifties know all about. <laughs> Can't mention any names, but the, uh, it's the hottest ticket in the world right now. So we were able to secure a couple tickets. So we, uh, we're we putting on a contest for anybody who uh, will be eligible that's through the gates by kickoff. And uh, we have a scrambler that will pick a number of seats and they'll be invited down at halftime to participate. And, and whoever wins will win a nice little trip in uh, May. Uh, over to Paris to see a great concert. So um, that's one thing. Save on Foods is going to be out in full force, and they're going to be giving out uh, uh, Save on Food, uh cards, grocery cards, so that you buy a ticket, you get a great value even coming in, as well as having a great entertaining game. And I think it's going to be a great football game. The weather's forecast to be a high of 23, mm-hmm. so... Uh, a lot warmer than it was in Calgary the other night. So um, it's going to be a great evening.
0: So you held a position here, Rick, uh, from 02 for about eight or, eight or nine years to 2011. Um, what's different in the time that you've, the short time, because you went to BC for four years prior. Um, what's different now that you can explain that was this, you know, in on this elk's landscape, you know, from your first term here?
2: <laughs> i that' would take a long time i don't, the, the uh, it's different I've, I've, uh, of course there's very few staff here if uh that were when i was here and uh, a lot a lot of new people a lot of new people to the c f l and um the there's you know that it's no secret there's been some big changes here uh, particular at the Uh, GM coach and and president level over the last four or five years. And there's nothing worse in in business than instability. So I think we've been able to to sort of stabilize everything. This this staff here, the business staff uh, is certainly focused and and full of them and vigor and want to get on and do a great job. So um, we look at it well. we're moving forward. We don't look behind and Uh, you can always look behind and try to play play the blame game, but it doesn't do any good. You go forward and and, uh, do the best you can on the field and off the field, and that's what it's all about right now.
0: Interim President and CEO Rick Lalasher from the Edmonton Elks joins us on the Kevin Carey Show here on Sports 1440. Um, Rick, when you were approached to take this position on an interim basis, um, did you know what you were getting into, and what can you explain with your short... Vision be before you help find the next president and CEO.
2: Um, yeah, I, the, the I, it certainly came unexpectedly. I I was we moved back from BC and and we're spending time with the grandkids and and going to be doing some more traveling. So um, I wasn't expecting this, but when the call came. Um, Uh, well I guess I even I was getting calls from other people before the call came from Tom but a lot of calls in one day but um, the I'm a CFL lifer Kevin. I've been around you know on the I was on the board in the 80s as a volunteer and and chair and then did a number of Grey Cups and and then in Hugh Campbell fashion said to me in 02 that after the Grey Cup in 02 he said well you've got an office here and I'm going to retire, so you might as well stay. And uh, that's when I stayed for my 10 years. So um, it's really coming in and, and taking a look at everything. Uh, the, we've, I think, got a pretty good crew here that is uh, well-focused. Uh, I'm focused on a couple things, certainly on, on the field, the coaching staff and the players are the ones that are going to produce and that i told them that the first day i came in that uh it's within those four walls of the locker room that's going to play good uh, hard football and and uh, hopefully win more than you lose on the business side we're focused on the uh, final three games of the season the home home games and uh, we're looking now, as you usually do at this time, into our renewals for next year on both uh, season seats and our partnerships. So those are the focus right now and trying to get uh, now the financial plan going and what the budget is and uh, trying to figure out where we are financially and going forward.
0: Interim president and CEO Rick lalasher joins us on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Rick, I saw you at Terry Vaughn's um uh, announcement uh, going up on the Wall of Honor. Um, on the Saturday I saw you in the alumni room. Um, it was a feeling that I got that th- that was maybe back to the old days uh, that there was a little more of a the old old feeling that the team was getting back to where it should be. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions that you probably can't answer. You, you're not able to answer but uh, yesterday we broached a subject about the return engagement after the Labor Day game in Calgary on the Monday to have it back to Friday where it would be the back to school and things like that. And I understand that it's one less day and I understand all the the, the reasons why not to, but I remember they showed you on an interview from 2003 where you said uh, on the sidelines after the, the, the incident, well, uh, the uh, Ed Hervey, uh, Davis Sanchez incident and the referee, et cetera, you're, you're, your line in the interview was, "We're going to have sixty-two thousand people on on Friday night for our back-to-school game." Mm-hmm. Do you think that yeah. they can ever get back to that, or is that ship sailed?
2: Well, this is an awfully big stadium, <laughs> and and I, I don't, I really don't know. I think my goal is going to be to try to fill the lower bowl, uh, just like it was in BC. So they're both of them are very big since I I preferred the Friday night. Like Mm -hmm. you said, Um, as a side note, I, when I got to BC, uh, Ed Irby was then the general manager there. And I told him he would have never got away with it with me changing (laughs) from Friday to Saturday. So there you go. The uh, the, just that short period. I understand how tough it is on the players, but it was sort of magic having the Monday, Friday and uh, just, the intensity of it so uh i prefer friday we'll see what happens next year and i was actually thinking going down to calgary when the smoke was going if we had to play on tuesday not monday if we had to delay a day Mm -hmm. uh, because of the smoke that the uh we'd still play saturday so it would be uh back to a uh, three-day break so um the I'd prefer it, the football guys of course would uh, love a full week in between
0: and and the uh, NFL has been doing it for years now Sunday to Thursday right yep yep yeah.
2: So. so you you get one of those a year and so uh, it's it's not bad on the it takes a toll on the mm-hmm. players body and then on their uh, rest but uh, game prep especially when it's back to back the same team it's not as uh Time requirement for the coaches to prep for the game—it's like halftime.
0: Yeah, and one last one for you, uh, Rick. Is we uh, kind of getting close to break here, but everywhere I go, it's the first thing that everyone says to me is they talk about the name change. I understand it; everyone understands it. Um, how, how? What if you like? What have you heard? Being a guy that has been, again, you say you're a lifelong CFLer. You are you know you were here at the helm for for almost ten years you were in BC for four years now you're back here what what do you hear about it and just what is your opinion on on everything going forward with that
2: well again it's past it's it's the horses open the door mm-hmm. so they, so to speak everybody's had opinions um, winning will certainly help that of uh, uh, win some games and uh, some I, I understand both sides and I, I understand when they made the change that it, they were up really against the wall particularly when the politicians get involved mm-hmm. and the uh, um, but now it's moved forward Of, of it's uh, you can use the EE or the Edmonton Elks um, and we win some games and get competitive again on the field uh, it'll look after itself into the future
0: well, Rick, we really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck in the in the next three home games, especially coming up here uh, on Saturday. We wish you nothing but success, and hopefully, you can help turn around uh, things going here f- moving forward for the Green and Gold.
2: Okay, thanks, Kevin. Have a good day.
0: Okay, we'll uh, talk to you soon. That's uh, Edmonton Elks interim president CEO Rick Lalashur. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we will welcome in our weekly. Wednesday, co-host David Schlemko, former NHLer. He's in the studio right now looking like he could still play. He's kind of laughing at that. I highly doubt it, but whatever. Um, So uh, just before we head to uh, break, uh, time now for our sports update brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneering. Uh, Their next public-timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. So it's open for bidding. You can get all the info at maauctions.com. Here's the Duke with a sports update.